Welcome to An Podcast for All. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Dude, tonight we are going way down under. How far under are we going? Are you familiar with Foster's Oil Can Beer? Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, Australia, right? Way down there, mate. So everything we say, we're going to have to end with mate. That's correct, mate. Talking like Crocodile Dundee, mate. I think you've got it down. It's hard when you and I are from Minnesota with that uh, great white north accent, eh? Yeah, that's where you sound like the trailer park boys, eh? Take off, eh? Yeah, everything's eh, but now we got to uh, drink some Foster's, mate. Mate. Uh, you've been busy packing up the house. I've been busy flying around the country with my head cut off this week. Did you grab some Metallica Monday? Uh, I did. Uh, I was able to check out some of Metallica Monday. Of course, I was in it for some of the St. Anger material. I saw some people on our uh, Instagram saying, Oh, Jeff, 2004, right up your alley, buddy. Oh, yeah. I was ready for that uh, ESP LTD F series that Hetfield played back in that time period. I think he played it on Frantic. It's that kind of off, weird, you know, sharp-edged guitar he played. Looks nothing like an ESP or an LTD, but uh, he did use it on Frantique. Yeah, I believe that was the F-Series. Uh, George Lynch had a modified baritone version of that, and then Tom Araya had a bass version that was slightly modified from the F-Series. He opened the show with our favorite 1973 Iron Cross. The original. Should have never retired it. Should have kept it out on the road. Loved it. I also love the uh, black and white Lars cam just uh, on his left side by his hi-hat there. Yeah, you get to you know get a good idea of what he's doing. And it's like, man, even after all those years, dude is still rocking it. It had that kind of uh, 91, 92 San Diego camera oh, feel absolutely. to it. Yeah. Hi-hat, symbol one, symbol two cam is what I call it. Yep, I definitely uh, I agree. Did you see uh, James, James acknowledged the fan that just had a cardboard sign that said Metallica? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that might be Hetfield's most uh, recognizable line is a yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was perfect. Cut out cardboard, Sharpie, nothing to it. You see some signs and banners these days that I swear fans put about 30 hours into. You got to admire the one that's like, you know what? I'm going to do this hobo style sharpie and a cardboard and let's go like he already got into the venue grabbed a few beers and just found some cardboard and said i got this yeah exactly way cool uh the one issue i had with the show the creeping death counted when james has him go one two three four i love that era i thought that was so cool if you listen to in podcast for all's original trailer he totally ripped that off from us oh yeah he was listening and he said, they brought it back. We're bringing it back. Isn't it funny that everything that we seem to talk about somehow gets brought into their Metallica Monday show eventually? This is the third time, if I'm counting right, we have to get the legal team involved. It's going to be like a Napster Metallica lawsuit <laughs> all over again and podcast for all versus Metallica. Be quite the uh, court case. The other thing about Creeping Death, he totally fucked up one of the verses but he took it like a champ and just laughed the rest of it off it was cool just laughed it off it reminded me of uh that some kind of monster ep ride the lightning when he says i forgot the fucking words i forgot about that (laughs) that's classic yep just totally rolls with it and 
makes it happen. Uh, as it wrapped up Dyer's Eve, it was a pretty, pretty solid show, pretty well played, but Dyer's Eve, they nailed it. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of people have always questioned, like, are they going to be able to pull it off? And, you know, they came out the gate, you know, hitting it hard. And I agree with you. They definitely nailed it. Not a bad show. Just like that other one that took place, uh, I think it was in Berlin. I'm kind of digging the daytime footage. You see a lot more uh, detail and equipment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, August 28th, we all know we're counting down the hours, minutes, and seconds to S&M. But August 29th, are you going to be at a drive-in movie theater? I'm sure as hell going to try. That's for sure, man. Uh, I was stoked when they announced that. I thought that was a great idea because obviously with no concerts, I mean, we got to have something. And, you know, watching it on your TV or watching it on your phone or your computer, you know, it only captures so much. So being able to have a big screen with a good surround sound system, I think that's going to be killer. Pretty uh, cool idea to get people out of the house. And uh, I think drive-in theaters are going to like it. The company called Encore Drive-In Nights is really going to like it because tickets are a little bit steeper than I thought they'd be. Yeah, they're not too bad, but they're they're a little high, at least for a movie. <laughs> but it looks like they're having, was it Three Days Grace, I think, is opening, if you want to call that opening. It's a plus special guest. So, I mean, you might get like a full concerts worth of material might be in your car for probably a good three and a half hours i'm thinking speaking of three they have three really cool shirts that i think are above and beyond for this event yeah but i mean it's their first event of 2020 i mean it's sad to say but true you gotta make an event shirt i guess it's a good way point of putting it yeah i mean this is their first kind of big thing they had to cancel all their festivals and i know that was a that was a huge announcement you know in 2019 so the fact that you know this is like their first big event i mean i think it's very fitting that they're you know they're going all out with it one white shirt two black ones one of them was cool. It had the skull, uh, skull on the horn dude wearing a mask. Yeah, uh, I actually really enjoyed that one, even though you know it's it's controversial. But I just thought that was very fitting for 2020. Very true. My driving theater is about an hour away from me, so I'm gonna do my best to get on down there and have a hell of a party in the Tesla. You know what? I might fly down and join you for that. We could have a bromance date, dude. Let's get the band back together, dude. I think we could handle that. Um, busy week when we're going through this whole review. Howard Stern, they made an appearance on yesterday morning. Yeah, that was kind of surprising. I didn't know how that was going to play out, but seeing that it was in HQ, I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Sounds like they had to get up pretty early. It was live. That's like 4 a.m. Pacific time when Howard hits the air in New York. Why does he get up so early? He's a controversial, you know, kind of right. shock, shock rock talk show host. They don't get up at 4 a.m. That's too early. Cool people like you and I record around the midnight hour. Yeah, it's like when they recorded the Black Album, we start our work when everyone else is getting up to go to work. When Lars gets a stick in his hand. Absolutely. <laughs> they played Rome, Unforgiven, which kind of surprised me, and then uh, All Within My Hands, which I was happy to hear. Yeah, that was an interesting choice of songs. I'm glad they did. 
I'm glad they decided not to do Master of Puppets again since they've already done that on Howard's show previously. Not the last time they were in New York around the hardwired release promo. Yep. I mean, that video is great. Don't get me wrong, but... Puppets, and I think they played Harvester? Yeah, something like that. Speaking of Rome and the Mighty Unforgiven One, 29 years that we've had the Black Album. And 29 years later, it re-enters the Billboard charts and outsells... I saw that. I think it was Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, That's the only one that I remember off the top of my head. But nonetheless, an album that's 29 years old re-enters the Billboard charts and outsells multiple modern bands combined. I mean, that's that says it all. And I don't even particularly... I mean, I like the album, but that's not one of my favorites. That's about four or 5,000 copies a week being sold. Yeah, not bad. Remember Lars in an interview, I can't remember which one it was, but he goes, yeah, that's the record that uh, keeps the pool heated. As it should. I mean, they put a lot of you know hard work and effort into that album, and it shows, obviously, 29 years later, still standing the test of time. The guy that failed, paying the Ulrich electric bill. Holier still should have been the first song on the album, but, you know, that's all good. <laughs> Okay, Bob. <laughs> Busy week in uh, Metallica land. You just wonder what's coming next week. It makes me wonder if they are going to start writing a new album while we're all kind of stuck in our quarantine little bubbles. Cool to see them together again. Got the drive-in, got the Howard Stern, got the S&M coming out. I think Metallica Mondays, I hope we're going to have for quite a while. I don't see that going away. It's weird to think we're on week 21 22 i mean it's almost half a year we've been doing this i definitely think they should finish out the year doing it without a doubt quite the week you ready to go down under i am man let's do this about four million miles away let's see if our uh, connection on squadcast.fm can uh, keep up with the distance quite the distance all the way from down under queensland australia miss camilla guerrero I can't roll the R's, but that's the best I can do. How are you doing, Camilla? Oh, I'm great. Just keep it coming, Lars. That should be easier for everyone. <laughs> I'm all right. How are you guys? Camilla Camilla Lars? That's your nickname, right? It's just Camilla Lars. It's just extension of my name. It's easier, I guess. When you have a nickname like that, you must be quite the Lars Ulrich fan. It's crazy, you know? It's crazy. Like Actually, the other time I was just thinking how that came to be. And I just remember, like, I don't know, like probably nine years ago, writing like my first sign ever for Lars. And I remember like, okay, so here's the sign, but now I kind of have to sign it because it's my sign. So I was writing my name like at the bottom and then I just wrote my name. So Camila. And then I, I realized, well, L.A. is right, you know, the first two letters for Lars. So then I just added the R and the S, and that, that's how it happened. It's not really magic. It's not. It's just me being brilliant, you know? That's all. Stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> that is way cool, Camilla. I've seen you in a bunch of Met on Tour photos. I've seen you on a bunch of uh, tour videos. And then I think the first time I met you or was kind of on the rail with you was the first set of shows on the arena tour. It was in Madison and Minneapolis. Yeah, I remember your pretty face. I remember your pretty face. Did you hear that, Jeff? Pretty face. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I remember it. And then, you know, I'm really bad with names, um, but I do remember the faces. So you and traveled then, all the way to Minnesota. That's crazy. Well, that that was that was Madison. Was in Wisconsin, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah Madison, Minneapolis, Grand Forks, Lincoln. You're at yeah, all those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did the first four on on that leg. So yeah, up till Lincoln, I believe. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I never thought I was going to be doing them though, but you know, a lot of friends were going and so a lot of people were driving to these shows. So everything just happened very naturally. I didn't really, I didn't really stress to plan around these shows actually because I didn't have a black ticket. I just rocked up at the first show without a ticket. And then I had to get it on stop have, I believe. So that's how it works. <laughs> It's fucked. But it I remember worked. the. I remember. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw you, Jeff. She's wearing a red hooded sweatshirt with hashtag Wana on it. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's cool. Did though, you wear that the whole it, tour? I did. It. You know the temperature. It was great weather for you know that Wana hoodie. It was great, great weather for the hoodie. So, of course, you know, it started to get colder towards the end of the year. But at the beginning, you know, September, it was fine. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I did it. I love my hoodie. I made it myself. So it's nice to have something that I made and I wear at the shows. becomes a thing. That's awesome. It's a cool thing, yeah. I want to make a T-shirt that says hashtag no fucker around. Mm, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> We could, yeah, you know, I've thought about it. That'd I've be my about, Lars shirt. Yeah, I've thought about doing like a little, you know, sort of Lars quotes clothing brand. And then we have heaps of fucking things that he says all the time. Like he fucking left the band, you know, like no fuck around, <laughs> wanna, you know, just to, you know, just to name a few. But there's, there's a couple of them out there. He's quite a thing with that, you know. I think you're onto something. That'd be that'd be some perfect swag. Well, let us know. We may be in, you know, interested in starting a business with you. Is that a collaboration? We'll tap the American market, and you've got the Australian market. Yeah. All right. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Very (laughs) cool. It'd be the and podcast for all slash on the rail merch. Speaking of, uh, it's on the rail, correct? Uh, The podcast that we do. Your podcast, Camilla, is on the rail. Uh, it's see you at the rail. Yeah. See you at the rail. I'm sorry. See you at the rail. Yeah. It's a bit, yeah, it's getting hard, harder and harder to get it done because, you know, I'm working on a mindset in this shithole where I am now. So, you know, it's really hard to make everything work. Um, cause I work in a very crazy, you know, schedule. I start 4am finish just now. So it's crazy. It's hard with the time zone difference. He's doing more physical labor than we are, Shane. Did you say a mind site? Yeah. Yeah. I work in a mind site for the time being. Explain that a little bit. Uh, well, basically I, I am not properly working like at the mine, like where the miners are fucking getting the coal and shit. No, I don't do that. So I just, <laughs> I just work at the village where they happen to live when they're here. So I just run this place a little bit, you know, uh, I do a little bit of everything, but still very physical you know you get to do a bit of everything oh absolutely yeah no it's and it's getting warmer i can see you going down in a mine shaft in one of those elevators 
and you're the only one down there going, no fucker around. <laughs> yeah. Anybody want to come with me? Wanna? Anybody <laughs> yeah, else right? want to try this shit? <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. The minors are cool. Like they're they're very into metal music, so it's nice. Sometimes you have conversations with them, kind of you know, kind of see where they're coming from. But they all like metal, so we can quickly bond over that. That's cool. Australia's got a good metal scene. I mean, yeah, they've got yeah. uh, you know just a few that broke through here in the states. You know, you had Parkway Drive, and then the Amity Affliction. They, yeah. they they broke through really big over here in the States. So and then I think there was a couple, you know, pop punk bands like Tonight Alive. I think they were a band from Australia that made it pretty big here in the States. So you guys definitely have a great music scene over there. Yeah, no, it's great. Music here is great. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, uh when I first came here in twenty thirteen when Metallica did the sound waves, um it was very clear to me that Australians, they love their music. They're really passionate, you know, and, you know, those festivals were amazing. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to come back. And this time, you know, luckily I'm working. So it's it's a whole different thing, but it's great. It's good. Yeah. So at the uh, as we speak, Camille, you're in Queensland. Where are you originally from? Oh, I'm from Chile. That's in South America. You know, the large thing country on the... Absolutely. Yeah, we might have heard of it. Beautiful country. <laughs> oh, you know, I get it all the time. Like, where is that? Like, Australian people don't know where Chile is, so I have to explain it all the time. I just do it just because, you know, I'm used to it now. But, yeah, Chile, cool. Are you by Santiago? Um, Santiago, I used to live there for a couple of years when I was working because um, I'm a designer, so I was working in an agency in Santiago because everything is very, you know, centralized, so that's the capital. But I live uh, almost two hours north of it, north of Santiago in Valparaiso. That's the name of the town where I'm from. So I take it you've seen Metallica, the times they've been uh, in South America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been, so they, you know, uh, my first show was in 2010 when I was 16 and they played Santiago for the World Magnetic Tour. So that was yep. my first time seeing them there. And then, of course, they did the Buy Request Tour in 2014. And then they did Lola. And then, of course, we had April this year, but everything got fucked, as we all are very aware of. And, yeah, December is definitely not happening. So No, I don't think it's happening. Let me get this straight. Your first show was in 2010, and you've seen 100-plus shows. Do you know how many shows yeah. exactly you've seen? Um. Right, so after SNM, after SNM, it would have been one oh eight, so a hundred and eight shows. Um, wow! Since twenty ten, yes. Wow, two album cycles, and you. St- wow, I'm speechless. Nah, it's okay. They the guys tour a lot anyway. You know, <laughs> they do tour a lot. They do. That's a lot of wearing the uh, red wanna hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> I just did that. Um, I did that. I reckon in April, twenty eighteen. Like, because he started, you know, he started using the hashtag. This is like yep. way before, like everybody actually noticed the hashtag. Yeah, you know, people were still figuring out what a hashtag was. Um, no, I'm joking. No, but I mean, like, um, 
<laughs> a lot of people, you know, random people just went, you know, because you like Lars, right? So what what is this wanna thing about? What does the hashtag wanna mean? And I'm like, well, to me, I'll give you an insight, right? So to me, it's like, it's the way he wants, you know, people to see the way he sort of lives his life in a very cool way, you know, like everything that he thinks is cool, he'll go wanna, so you want to do that or would you like to do that? It's some sort of invitation or, you know, sort of um, vibe that he gets. Uh, I don't know. I think it's something around that. And I thought, well, this is very cool. So I'll, I might as well make it. I hear you. Yeah. How many times have you met? Uh, how many times have you met the band and had a conversation with Lars? Okay. Now, so, so met the band. So when you say the band, I can only think of two times. So when I first uh, met them, all of them would have been on my meet and greet for the first time, you know, through the Met Club. That was in Mm -hmm. Italy in 2012. Um, That was absolutely, you know, the groundbreaking moment of my life when I first met them, all of them. And I actually got to talk to Lars for the first time. So that. Sure. Pro- probably the very, very, very special moment, that one. And then, of course, Antarctica, when we all had the meet and greet at the boat, too. But That's right. You were there with our friend Ricardo. Yeah, yeah I heard that episode was pretty good. Cheers, cheers to oh, Ricardo. He fun. gave me a shout out. Yeah, cool guy. I love him. Um, what are the chances we get two people on the show that were at the Antarctica show? That is, there was only 20 people there. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, that only means that you're talking to the right people. That that's all. all Good answer. We're two for twenty. Now you're talking. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. But between those two meeting greets, there were a couple of you know uh sort of moments that I ran into them, like whether we were touring or we were you know uh, in a hotel room, not hotel room, but hotel lobby reception, whatever. Um. You wish you were in a hotel room with Lars. I ran into Lars. Hear me out. I ran into Lars. On the fucking street once. And that was fucking crazy. Because it's not only that you run into him like on daylight, right? It was right after the show in Vancouver in the middle of the night when he was taking the piss. So he was getting proper drunk as I ran into him. So it was the greatest thing ever, you know? (laughs) Proper drunk and then you run into him. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting there, man. (laughs) He was getting there. He smelled. I could feel it. Uh, you know, all about it. <laughs> well, if that was 2012 in Vancouver, was that the Through the Never filming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this was like after night two because they did three nights, I believe. And then, yeah, the second night uh, I ran into him and Kirk. Kirk was fucking shit-faced by the time I got there. Lars was still getting there, all right? I want to clarify that. So, yeah. So you're just in some alleyway or outside of a bar or a hotel and you're just so, like, oh, dude, what's up? This is the thing. I was I was with a girl from Vancouver, so a local girl, right? And I um, we were hanging out, I remember, after the show, and she got a phone call, right? So she, she got a phone call from a friend of her or something like that. And then, right, so she's on the phone and she's like, no shit. What? Where? Okay. 
let's go. And then she grabbed me. She grabbed me on my shoulder and let, let's go. And we started going downhill, you know, because Vancouver is up and down, up and down. So we started going down, 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 running down the street. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, well, Lars and Kirk are hanging around this area. So we might as well go and find them. And I'm like, fucking hell, like it was almost midnight. Like I wanted to sleep. But if you tell me that they're, you know, they're having drinks somewhere and then you can actually go. And she was dragging me. I'm like, I'm going, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Let's find yeah. them. Yeah. And then I remember we just kept going downhill until we ran into some, you know, the black bands that they, uh, you know, they get around and. Uh, we were like, oh, this is it. They, they might be around here because there were like four of them parked one next to the other. And yeah, next thing, next thing I know, I just, you know, make a left, look around. And th- there was this, you know, nice looking sort of bar, cafe sort of thing. And I see, I see Kirk with the bodyguard, the, the tall guy that's always used to be with him. He's not around anymore, I believe. Um, yep. And, and then I see Lars. Like, you know, he was talking to a blonde guy. And then I realized that this blonde guy was Dane DeHaan, right? <laughs> so I realized, oh, wow. being, yeah, in the spot, like, oh, that's DeHaan, you know, because he's super blonde, his size super blue and, you know, fucking beautiful guy. Sure. They were running his one line he had in the movie. Hey, yeah, probably. hey. <laughs> they were practicing yeah. that. Yeah, probably, right? Um, yeah, but that was it. You know, it was a bit weird, though. I'm not going to lie, because I don't... Well, I was younger then. I was probably... I was 19 by then. So I still had that, you know, sort of attitude that, oh, let's just go. Don't care. Don't worry about it. They're there. Go, you know, just talk to them. But, you know, now I'm 27, and, you know, the older I get, I I. I feel like I'm becoming more shy of a person. So I see if he's in the middle of something, it makes me feel very, very awkward to just jump into and be like, oh, Lars, hi, can I just talk to you for a minute? You know. Um, right, but back you're respectful, then you know care. the gig. Yeah, sort you know of, you know. And, and they're drinking, so you don't know, you know, the way they're going to react or if they they actually want to talk to you or... But it was it was crazy. So we approached um, Kirk first, and this is the funny story because he was so drunk, right? He was drunk, drunk, and I'm like, "Oh, hi, Kirk!" And then he goes, "Oh, hi!" And then he actually took the time to say hi. But you know, Kirk is so shy; he barely looks at you all the time. But he was like, "Hi, how are you? Oh, you were at the show. Oh, hi!" And then he kept going and going. I'm like, "Yeah, hi!" And I'm like, "I just don't want to bother you, but would you mind taking a photo with me?" Oh no, of course. And then hold my drink. Like he told the guy, just hold my drink. And then we were, he was actually hugging me, like proper hugging me. Like he never does that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he doesn't and like then, to be touched. No, 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 not at all. I remember he had like his arm around me. I'm like, okay, cool. And then that was it. Then I took the photo with my friend. And then she was like, all right, let's go and get Lars. Um, I'm sorry if I'm really talking here, but you guys are listening, so that's fine. Um, I love it. Keep it up. <laughs> so I just go. I with Lars, I'm you know I get I get a bit nervous back then. I I, I you know I I did get very nervous around him. Um, so my friend was like, Lars, can can I talk to you? You know, my friend. I didn't say anything, and he barely looked. He barely looked because he was really onto something here. 
and, and he realized that you know it's a little group of fans but he didn't notice me and and i was a bit you know like oh i don't want to be here like i feel a bit awkward a, a bit uncomfortable you know sort of thing um and then my friend goes like oh you know but camila is here and she came from chile right and i'm like oh fucking hell and then you know he turns around and it's like what <laughs> chile then, what yeah, yeah he realized that i was there i'm like oh he goes oh oh okay and then he stopped talking to the hand right and he said okay all right okay and then he approached us and said what are you doing here and i'm like bro she dragged me over here i'm just here <laughs> all right and then we we started talking this the first time that we actually talked to each other after i met him in may the very same year and this was august late august and he goes camila right yeah yeah all right so he's signing my my sign that i happened to have with me um so he signed it he he wrote like for my number one fan and then i go like well that's a lot to take oh cool and then he goes very cool then he goes yeah right but remember that you you know we met he said to me we met in italy right and he looked at me like you know waiting for my approval like and i'm like yes like are you for real like how how you know because all, of all the people that he meets every day, he happened to remember the place where we met in a random club meet and greet, you know? So that fucking blew me Dude away. Dude remembers everything. That's just crazy that he said, we met in Italy, right? And I, and you gave me, you know, the bracelet, right? And yeah, and then he was sort of, you know, going through the motions and I'm like, oh shit, all right. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Then we took a photo and I, I was probably speechless. I was speechless, honestly. I, I was uh, cloud nine moments, but still very engaging with him. And and then he said, do you want or need anything else? Like, can I fuck off now? And I'm like, no, I'm great. You can go, bro. Thanks. Nice. Well, shit, when you've seen him over a hundred times, I sure hope you're on a first name basis with the man. Oh, man. You know, it's crazy. The thing with Lars, um, I do I do get, you know, a few questions all the time from people. that they, they like... Do you guys message each other? I get that one a lot. Like, do you guys talk like on a daily sure, basis? Sure. And I'm oh, like, oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> just imagine, just imagine what that would be like. You know, just texting my bro Lars. You know, like, are you alright? You know, you doing fine? Especially during this time that is so shit for everyone, isn't it? So, right. nah. But we don't text. It just happened to sort of develop through the years and through you know probably just him being super nice and me just being super devoted at the same time. I think it's just how it worked. Um, I don't know. It's just, we, we got along so well and he's so, you know, he, he's so cute the way he sometimes for the arena shows, for instance, I don't know if I was next to you in Lincoln. Was I? Oh, we were pretty close. Uh, Were we, you know, I remember that show, for instance, just to point something out. So, you know, when the lights go off before one, so for the one intro, um, yep. you know, and he goes to his Larcy cave, as I like to call it, or the Larcy tent that he had, you know, set up there. The Coleman tent. Yeah, whatever he does in there, you know, and the, it's everything is dark, you know, the one interest rolling. And I was with Jose, my buddy from Venezuela, and I think you guys were on this side. Pretty sure that were you guys. Oh, we were close. I don't know. We anyway. Were the, we were to the left of you. That was the night they played Unforgiven 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you that day. 
because we took a photo with my fucking towel. So you were there. I remember that. Um, anyway, there you go. Absolutely. I remember that. I remember that he just, you know, popped out out of his tent. And before he had to, you know, go to the stage to start playing, right? Before the lights go on, just before James starts, he just came right up to me. And I'm like, okay. And then he just he just grabbed my hand. He grabbed my hand and, you know, sort of pulled me closer for a hug. And he, he gave me a kiss in the cheek. And I was like... Holy, holy! I'm never washing this this cheek again. All right, Jeff. Crazy thing. Lars hugs you and gives you a kiss. You just walk to your car and say, "Yep, I've seen it all now." I'd be like, "Wow, I just got kissed by a little (laughs) Danish man. I can, (laughs) I can retire." Right. I just got kissed by the angry inch. (laughs) 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 All right, here comes the angry inch. Camilla knows what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I know. Stuff. I know. So a mm-hmm. hundred and a hundred plus shows. What what's in your top two or three? Uh, all right, that's hard. I gotta imagine Antarctica would be up there. You know, the thing with Antarctica and something that because I was listening to the episode with Ricardo, right? There's a few things that I consider very, very important that he have might have missed, you know, the thing. Fill that, us in. Yeah, please share. The thing that made it so next level in a way, like you, you say. That's a okay, large quote. Right, next level. You go to the Antarctica, <laughs> you go to the Antarctica, you don't pay for anything. That's, that He said that. But that's very important for someone that's always broke like me because I've never stopped touring, so I'm always broke. Having everything paid for, it's, it's a dream. That's one thing. Oh, Second, our bass player would have loved that show. <laughs> yeah, right? Second thing is that we got to live together. And that's probably something that he mentioned. But I think that if you take that out of the experience, it wouldn't have been that amazing. And I'm saying this because the show, the show itself, you know, it had like the most average set list ever, but no one really right. cared about the set list, right? Of course, because we are in the Antarctica and we're here right. and we can see everything around us, you know, there's no... And no trapped under ice. What the hell? Yeah, I know. Like, I haven't really... It was all about the experience more than the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got that right. Hey, but you know, trapped under ice, man. There's a there's a large interview that's that's classified. Like I have it because I was at the boat, but that interview can't see the light. Like it's not out there. So he goes like, I kind of regret not putting that on the set list. And I'm like, no shit, Batman. Like honestly, <laughs> like what the fuck that would have been the only time that they needed to play that song it was more fitting than ever and what are the odds that they'll ever play there again so they absolutely fucked up because you know lars goes like never right lars goes like oh we've never played here oh let's play all the classics right and then that's oh okay we're playing sandman yeah right that's fine with me that's fine you know being there not having a rail you know being touching the guys, you know, the fist bumps, you know, the high fives. James, I remember James gave me a pick in the middle of one, you know, when Lars goes like, 
Then James had the pick like this, and he goes, he looked at me like right in the air, he goes like, grab it. I didn't, because he had it like this, he was like teasing me. Yes, sir. I, I will like, take it from your hand. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And that was it. And then he grabbed another one. And he I will lock it. that away and never touch it again. <laughs> I have it in that. And you were rocking out on headphones. This is the thing. This is the thing. I'll tell you another story. That's the only Antarctica peak that I kept with me. After the show, wow. I had probably 25 Antarctica peaks, you know, the one with the penguin. But, you know. Yep. One of the coolest picks they ever had. Yeah, because I tour all the time. I have to afford this traveling. So I sold them all. And I just kept the one, the one that James gave. Nothing wrong with that. that this is something That's I the most important tell. one. Yeah, and he gave it to me. So it means the world to me, right? But yeah, so the thing with Antarctica, um, so the show was that, and that was fine. But, you know, the behind the scenes, right? You know, the, you know, the fact that we had um, some sort of dining area, with the band, so all together, there's like a buffet sort of area, and the band and us and the crew and all of us would get our food from there. So that's that's something that it's crazy because we were not. Oh, well, you were living on a ship together for a week. Yeah, right. So we we were divided by you know sort of decks, right? So deck four, deck five, deck six, um. And they were in deck five, and the fans were in deck four. And if you wanted to go to the bar, which was in deck six, you had to go upstairs up to, you know, deck five and then go to deck six. So you would oftentimes run into them, but you were not meant to be, you know, sort of walking around the area. It was like the private area. Sure. So then. It happened. Yeah. So then. I was looking for the bathroom. Yeah, right? Sort of thing. <laughs> is the shower up here? Is the pizza shack up here? Excuse me, Mr. Hatfield. Do you know where the bathroom is on this ship? God, man. Oh, shit. I remember running into... I did run into James. I believe one morning he was having a coffee. So he was on the other side of the bar. I was going out. But I, as I was going out, you know, he sort of looked at me and waved, that, that sort of thing, that sort of thing that you would be like, holy shit, you know, fucking lose your shit about it. Over yeah, there, keep didn't cool, though. Happen. Didn't happen because we were together. I saw James on my morning stroll. Yeah. <laughs> right. On our private ship. <laughs> Pretty much. I remember another funny one, like going down the hallway, going to my room. We were going out for an expedition and I I have forgotten my boots, so I left them in my room. So I'm just rushing to my room to get them, put them up, back on. And as I'm going down the hallway, I run into Lars fucking struggling to get one of his boots on. And I'm like, bro, do you need mm-hmm. a hand there, bro? And he was like, oh, no, I'm okay. I got this, right? And then I came back and I was putting Wanna? My- yeah, <laughs> I was putting mine on. You're like, here, let me show you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> he just happened to walk past me and he just tapped me on my shoulder and be like, do you need help with that? And I'm like, well, if you want to, and he was going to do it, he was going to do it. I'm like, no, 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 shit. no, no, no. Cool. I got this. I got this. I got this. It was cool. so cool. It was cool because Lars, you know, Lars, the kind of guy that if he, if he's got a, you know, an opportunity to interact with you, he will when the others will sure. just walk by and you know, that's a massive difference. Oh, he's always, yeah, he's always been very much a people person. He is, he is, he is. So Antarctica's got to be in your top two or three. What yeah. What are the other ones? Um, it's hard, but I'm going to pick um, 
so download festival 2012 that's the night i i got on stage okay uh that's the night i got on stage with them to do you know the seek and destroy intro um oh you guys share something in common <laughs> yeah we we've both done it camilla oh you got it too oh yeah well, oh shit ah <laughs> uh, saint paul saint anger tour oh that's so cool man i was at that show and i saw him do that i i gotta watch those videos I, is there any video of that this is all four. This is before videos back then. It was pretty rare. I wish it was 10 years later because I'm sure it'd be all over YouTube. But So you got to do the four count? I did the four count. Um, download festival, you know, you can't get any fucking bigger than that in Europe. And then... I've always wanted to go. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Huge show. And then, yeah, he goes, you know, you want to you wanna go up with me now? And I'm like, what? Like, I, I couldn't believe it was me in the first place. Like, I thought he was talking to someone else. But then everyone, you know, all my friends around me sort of tapping me on my shoulders. You go up, go up, go up. All right, then. So I went up and he was like, okay, you want to do this? Yeah, right. Let's do it. And then it happened. And yeah, probably oh, never been that out of my mind ever in life. Um, yeah, that's like being on another planet during that time. You don't expect it. So that's what fucks you right. up. It just happened. Comes so quick. You're like, uh, holy fuck, here I am. Yeah. So that would be another one. And uh, another one for the top three. Not, I'm not saying them in order, though. S&M 2. It would have been that one. But I don't know. For a reason, it's not there. It's not up there. It's not up there. Interesting. That's interesting. But, you know, I think it's just because... Everything that happened, I was probably expecting it. So that's another thing. You see, when you don't expect things, they become more special. At least that's how it works for me. Oh, absolutely. When you when you sort of know beforehand what you're gonna run into, then of course, it's, you know, it's not the same. Um, it was a special. It was a great weekend with everyone. Pretty much everyone I love and have met over the years was there. That was awesome. We all got to share that experience together. Um. But for a reason, it's not not really up there. So to give you another one, uh, it would be when they played Lola Palusa Santiago. So that's 2017, April 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, that show, that show is legit. Like one of the very best Metallica shows I've ever been in, I've ever seen. And I'm talking audience, like you know, the sort of energy coming out from the crowd, the crowd, my crowd, my country crowd. So that was, that sure. itself felt very special. I oftentimes tell my friends, you know, when James, when we're in Europe, we're in fucking, I don't know, London, he'll go London. And then everyone fucking, ah, right. But when you're in your country or your hometown, right. For instance, and he goes Santiago. Oh God. It feels, it hits different. And the fact that I had sort of stopped touring for a bit, um, sort of, you know, got me back together, got me back into it. And I got so engaged with them again. And to top it up, like the show, the show finished. And then Lars just happened, you know, he just jumped down and he said, like, where have you been? Like, where have you been? Are you okay? Because I, I, you know, I, you know, I was going through some shit times over, you know, in my life and, I sort of stopped touring because I wanted to get well and I was not doing very well. But when 
yeah, you know, after that show, I, I felt like, you know, it's, it's, it's proper time to come back and do this again. It was great. Oh, Camilla, where have you been? Let's do a four count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just waiting for him. No, I don't know. It felt very special the fact that he cared, the fact that he came and asked where I, you know, where I was. That it meant a lot to me. So those three, just to give very you something, cool. you know. So I got a confession. I looked at your Instagram a few days ago when we were trying to schedule this. Okay, you stalked me. A picture I stalked the hell out of you, and we need to talk about you on stage playing guitar with Green Day. Okay, yeah, that's also very cool. (laughs) Was that be was that before Metallica or after Metallica? As far as getting pulled up on stage with Metallica. No, Metallica was first. Yeah, way first because Metallica was 2012, and Green Day was 2017. So right before okay. Lola, right before Lola, the show I was just talking about, uh, this happened with Green Day in Norfolk, uh, Virginia, in the U.S. And, you know, I just happened to be in New York the next day. And I said, all right, I'm just going to get on the Greyhound. I'm just going to get my ass to Virginia overnight. And I'll make the show the next morning and let's do it. And it was that sort of thing, man. It was just like a gut feeling that I had to go and do that show. And then, of course, you were you know, meant to get up on stage that night. I think so, man. I think it was very, very well written on the stars, man. I think so. So how did it happen? So, yeah, right. So I ran, made the rail. Um, and then he goes, all right. And he had done it, like, you know, the two previous nights that he pulls up someone. And because he always picks kids over everyone else, he will go, I don't know, he'll get a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old, or someone with, you know, fucking... I don't know. He grabs anyone that really gets his attention, I guess. And I remember when he was asking, like, uh, who knows how to play the guitar? And he just go teasing people around the stage. He goes one way, he goes the other way. And I'm like, okay. So I had literally like half of my body out of the rail trying to reach the stage. And then, yeah, the security guard, you know, pulled me up. Uh, so I, I happened to be on stage. And this is crazy because you can actually compare it to the Metallica experience in download, right? It's absolutely two different things. It's two different things. I I reckon that this time I was very well aware of my surroundings. I was so much more in it, right? Like, you know, soaking it all in. I could hear the people fucking go crazy behind me. Like, those things that I could never pick on with Metallica, right? I, I was right, now on right. it. And then... What song was it? It was a, it was a cover song. Uh, it's called Knowledge by Operation Ivy originally. But they do like a little, yeah, a little cover there. It's just three chords. It's it's Perfect. no science at all. No pressure. That plays the guitar. Yeah, no pressure. And it's crazy because... You cranked I'm it out just Billy. fine. I'm with Billy and he's like, do you really know how to play? Yeah, bro, I know. I got this, I swear. And then... He got me, yeah. He uh, he gave me the guitar, and then he gave me his pick. And then I remember the moment when he turned up the volume, and as I was strumming down, I could hear the sound of the guitar all over the arena, and that's that crazy feeling. And I, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that because it was so like, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It was very powerful. <laughs> it was the green day that never comes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It just happened. Um, 
I jumped, jumped up and down. I was not really thinking what I was doing. I was just flowing. I was just happy. Did you play the whole song? I did play what was left of it because they sort of start jamming around it. So okay. I did a chorus and, and one verse, and then they finished it up. And we finished it up together, which is the greatest thing. If you haven't seen the video, you have to see it because it's fucking hilarious. I haven't. I've just seen the pictures, and I sent it to Jeff, and we got to check it out. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's a funny, funny, funny video. And then it's great because I got to, you know, high-five everyone, say hello to the entire band. <laughs> and then Billy goes like, you know, you get to keep the guitar. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> I was not expecting what? that. So, yeah, I got the guitar. I got it home. Lars gives out some sticks. Billy Joe gives out a full fucking guitar. That's legit. Right up. Righto, and they actually signed it, which was another fucking thing that I was wow. not expecting. The three of them signed the guitar, so yeah, that was pretty amazing. And then you said, "Oh shit, I got to get the guitar from Norfolk to Chile." Oh, you have no idea what happened afterwards, though. You have no idea. You know when they say, you know those cliche things. <laughs> when they say, when you have like a highlight in your life, then shit will hit you right up there. That's exactly what happened. What goes up must come down. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. That's what I mean. I wanted to get the guitar with me on board because they didn't give me a hard case for it, right? Green, they gave me the guitar on the cardboard fucking box that they give you a guitar, brand new guitar, right? Oh, man. Oh, well, shame on them. I did- oh, yeah, well. And it had green tape around it, which was <laughs> sick because it was green. And then um, I'm like, okay. And then I talked to the girl in Avianca. That was the airline. Fucking shit airline. Don't ever fly with them. They deserve to die, all right? Don't go, Avianca. Avianca Air. She didn't let me get the guitar on board because uh, she said the the flight was full. So I had to check it in. And I'm like, but you know, it's it's not prepared for that. Like it's going (laughs) to. It's in a cardboard box. Exactly, like figure it out. And then she was like, I'm sorry, you have no choice. Either that or you just leave it in New York City airport. I'm like, all right then. So so I had to check it in. Anyway. It's my (laughs) carry-on. I'm hopeless at this point. So I got on board. Did you and the green tape cardboard get home safely? We did. Yes. I don't know how. As soon as I got out of the plane... I told the, the girl, the Avianca girl over there in the counter, I said, I want my guitar and I want it now. And I'm not moving till you give me my guitar. And green then tape, after, look for it. <laughs> 30 minutes after. The green day that never came. <laughs> and yeah, it happened, bro. We made I it home it. safe. Crazy That's a shit. Great story, Camilla. On stage with Green Day, four count in the seek with Lars. That's uh, that's a hell of a hell of an experience on yeah. some big stages. Yeah, that's quite the resume to say the least. Very fortunate, eh? I am very aware. You ready to jump in the fire? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. All right, hit me. You got this. Oh, you're gonna be great, Jeff. Take away the first five. All right, question number one. You got this one. Okay. This should be easy for you. When is Lars' right. birthday? Uh, twenty sixth of December. That's easy. Do you know what year? Uh, 1963. 
Hey, ding, ding, there ding. we go. See, already off to a good start. Two points already for her, <laughs> what she calls Larzy Poo. <laughs> yeah. Your little Danish friend. I love the it. angry inch. <laughs> All right. Question number two. <laughs> number two. Metallica covered astronomy. Who originally wrote it? Beats me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm All right. Well, you know, terrible. I, hey, you know what? I, I, you know, at least you're honest. Um, Blue yeah. Oyster Cult. Does that sound familiar? Uh, they do actually. Actually, they do. All right, all right. Cool. Low, low cowbell in there. <laughs> Lots of cowbell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number three. <laughs> At the end of bread fan, okay. what are the words the child is speaking? Mommy, very sloppy. <laughs> yeah, I go. love it. Nice okay, work. Right. Uh, yeah, I see, thought I was so going to read that one. That's <laughs> a good question. Question number four. Go what on. of these songs is a B-side on Injustice for All? The Prince, Stone Cold Crazy, Killing Time. <sighs> By the way, when I look for albums and foreign record stores I still to this day have not been able to find this one okay I'm just I'm just gonna try and find out I'm trying to think of James's voice at the time so you said the prince killing time or what stone cold stone the cold. Other one? yep that's it so it's the prince stone cold crazy or killing time I'll go with stone cold crazy I'm so wrong <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that one. Oh, I thought you were gonna get that. Oh, unfortunately, that was that was the next album. Oh, uh, here he is, the Prince. The Prince, you know, I don't like the Prince. I'll never like the Prince, and now even more, I'll never like the Prince. So there you go. You don't anyway. like the Prince, Camilla? What's oh, up with no. that? No, I don't. I feel here like he is the Prince all over the place. Anyway, all right, I failed. Jesus, I I'm the worst. Ah, you're doing fine. All right, question number five. This is a true or false question. Okay. Metallica has played with Hole and Veruca Salt. True or false? False? 50 50 odds. I think so. Who the fuck is Veruca Salt for fuck's sake? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that is true. Good answer. Oh, That's when they're up no. in the North Pole right. with them for that beer promo. Oh, yeah? That was kind of a tough one. That's tough. All right, Shane, tough take shit, it bro. away, buddy. Question six. <laughs> Camille, I'll take it a lot easier on you. No worries here. Jeff's the hard ass around here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number six. What city was Metallica traveling to the night of the bus accident? Was Where that were they headed? Yeah. They oh, okay. I'm thinking. Give you a because hint. this happened in Sweden. This happened in Sweden. No so hint. either no hint. All right. 
Where were they going to? I think, oh, would have been... I don't think they were going to Copenhagen. Or maybe Where they... Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> they would have played Stockholm or Gothenburg. Or see. Oh, shit, beats me. I'll say Copenhagen, just for the sake of it. Good oh. guess. That ding, was ding, a ding. very good guess. Sorry, I couldn't help but want to throw in a little hint there. Yes, they're off to Copenhagen. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't know. Redemption. I didn't know. I was just thinking about Scandinavia and the way, yeah, I don't know. Okay, thanks. Geography classes, great. Okay. I like this video conference we're having on squadcast.fm. There's an 8,000 mile delay. So when we say it's true, four seconds later, she goes, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> just for the record, you know, I'm sorry. It's only, you know, All good. Minnesota, Florida, Australia. So just a little bit of a little bit of a travel there. It's a Bermuda Triangle. It's okay. <laughs> uh, next question, Camilla. What is the closing song on Death Magnetic? My Apocalypse. That's easy. Nice. Oh, you're drumming. She's playing eardrums. We can see her. My Apocalypse, the worst song on that album. Next. I agree. I, no, actually, I don't agree. I don't agree. The worst in that album is the Judas Kiss. Oh, come on. You're breaking my heart. Thank but you, Camilla. The chorus for Judas Kiss makes up for everything in that song. It's so much better no, 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 than no, no. all five minutes and however many seconds of My Apocalypse. Apocalypse is way better than Judas Kiss. Apocalypse is it one is. of the worst but- songs they've written in the last 20 years. You just like Judas Kiss because Kirk's using the bicycle parts guitar. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong with that. It's solo there. Oh, God, it's endless. It never ends, and it's crap, and he's <laughs> improvising over this crap. In- oh, it's God. crap. Oh. <laughs> the solo, you know, okay. The solos on Death Magnetic are better than the ones on Hardwired, and anyone that knows me knows that overall, I really like Hardwired probably better than Death Magnetic, but the solos on Death Magnetic were great. But what about the solo in Halo, or the solo in Speed Out the Bone, or the solo in Dream No More? Way like, better. Way better. What, quality, his simple bro. his simple solos that he does in every song? The solo in Atlas <laughs> She's fucking screaming at you. Every single solo on Hardwired was the same solo, just in a different key. No, no. Don't touch Get our bass player in involved. Halo. He'll agree with me on this one. You know what? We'll just leave okay. it at that. Leave it <laughs> at getting that. pretty heated here. We need some... <laughs> boxing gloves between minnesota and uh i'm actually uh, sweating i need a beer one second (laughs) that's the first time in our history someone just up and goes to the fridge i got one of our guests so worked up that they needed to have a beer and you know i i for sure thought that i was going to get them worked up with saying anger nope it was with uh my apocalypse (laughs) camilla's cracking a beer over a cheers to my apocalypse all right I love it. You know it. what? I still cheers like this song, right here. so you know Boom. what? Cheers. Fostance, it's Australian for beer. Has to crack cheers, open a beer guys. because of Apocalypse and a Judas issue. <laughs> hey, but you know what? This is the thing. Is Metallica, there's no such thing as a bad song. There's just some that are better than others. Simple as that. That's very true. Simple as that. That doesn't take away the fact that you say that my Apocalypse is not as... No, that's just wrong. I'm sorry. Let's go on. Worst song on the album. Next 
question number eight. Uh, this is, I'm going to give you a lyric, Camilla, and you got to name that song. Okay, then. Okay. Go on. Feel us breathe upon your face. Feel us shift every move we trace. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, this is hard. I know, I know. I know those lyrics. I just need to find them in my head. Can you repeat that, please? Sure. Feel us breathe upon your face. Feel us shift every move we trace. You're reading it. Sounds fucking poetic to I know. me. So I'm like, that's actually cute. But I need to find the melody in that. Oh, God. Feel us breathe oh, upon your my... face. Feel us shift every move we trace. It's on the tip of your tongue. I can tell it. Oh, I know. It's so annoying. I'll give you a hint. Since okay. You've such a hint. great guest. Okay. Hunt you down without mercy. Oh, nightmare. Fucking hell. There you go. Only song that's in a different tuning. That gave it away. That gave it away. I love how we're talking about Apocalypse and Judas, and then I'm like, oh, here's a good one. All night we're along. Oh, this will work perfect. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah, so much better than Apocalypse. Now can I can can I raise my hand and say my vote? All Nightmare Long is the best song on Death Magnetic. I could probably agree on that, eh? Yeah. Yes. That was just your life is the best song on Death Magnetic. Uh, it's my second favorite, so I'm not going to argue. That's absolutely right. That song flows better than any song on that album. Camilla and Jeff are not are not gelling on this. Great. Episode. We, need, we need to, you know, we just need to sit on a round table and just fucking hit each other with it because honestly, we're so different. But I like that. I like that. Oh yeah, you got to have diversity. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. You get it all the time. You know, Load and Reload are my favorite records, so I have to fight everyone all the time. So That's all right. St. Anger is my second favorite Metallica record of all time. Okay. Oh, God. Here we go again. There we go. Well, I do like the Black this Album. This is the longest. <laughs> okay, this yeah, is the go longest on. jump in the fire round ever. Black Album is down at the bottom for me, so it looks like we're, we're staying true to opposites oh. here. Go on. Question nine. Another lyric, Camilla. All right. No one but me can save myself, but it's too late. All right. Fade to black. Nice. Ding, ding, ding. You do it pretty good. She's killing it. Even though she doesn't want to. I can't believe I got the Copenhagen one. That's very proud of that one. I gotta say. That was an educated guess. That's what you gotta do sometimes. Good work. Great work. Question 10. We're gonna round it out. Gotta give you three lyrics. Here's the last one. Okay. (laughs) Question 10. All the way to Australia. Give me fuel, give me fire. Oh, wait. Here's the you real question. Jeff, that was uh, on the trivia. That was on the trivia for Antarctica. You wouldn't believe it. It was on the trivia for Antarctica, and I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> go on. All right, here we go. These times are sent to try men's souls, but something's wrong with all you see. 
Misery, my friend of misery. Woo! Wow, that was good. That's a tough one. That was the way I said one. that was tough. I would have struggled. Love it, Camilla. Nice work. That was it. See, that wasn't wrong. How many I got right? That might be a one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven for ten. Nicely done. Hey, that's a C. Yeah, that's a well, good. That's a good score. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's, at least it's you know decent. <laughs> that's good. It's passing. Maybe maybe a bonus point for the uh, Judas Kiss versus Apocalypse argument. I'll take that point. We're taking a point away for that. <laughs> <laughs> six out of ten. <laughs> D minus. No, no, no. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, man. Australia is basically an island. It is an so island, so imagine it was, like, inhabited. When you're in Queensland, you're... You tell that an Australian, you tell them that their country is an island, and they fucking lose their shit, right? Because that's... Why? Un- I don't know. Like, they don't, they don't see it as an island. Like, the way they say it's a continent, the same way fucking America is a continent, and they lose their shit about it. I'm like... Bro, it's an island because it's a piece of earth in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> it's a big ass island in some water. What's up? Big ass island. This, you know, this country is massive. It's crazy. It looks like this on the map, but it's like this actually. It's just oh, it's huge. Place. It's massive. Yeah. Let's say you're stuck in Queensland for the next uh, fifty years of your life because you're technically on an island, and you can only listen to five Metallica songs the rest of your life. What would those five be? down under okay okay easy so it's it's fixer the outlaw thorn yeah Whoa, slow down here uh, it's um wherever i may roam sorry real quick is outlaw is that the album version or snm version i'll take any of them too but the outlaw and snm is fucking epic so yeah right let's go yes with that let's keep the outlaw train rolling outlaw. fixer and outlaw she likes the last tracks she said Load and Reload were her favorites. God. But what the last track on those two records can't get any better than that. Honestly. No. Honestly. Yeah, no, no those those were the so perfect then, songs to close out the records. You said third was uh, Rome? Rome. Yes, I did say Rome. Okay. Um, Interesting. For the rest of my life. Um, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago... A couple of weeks weeks ago, I would have said I would have said Leper Messiah, but not anymore. I'll say, I'll say Halo. Yes, why not? Nice. That's my favorite one on the record. Oh, it's beautiful. And I'll say, please don't say my apocalypse. No, I just need to beat <laughs> one from puppets because there's gonna be one from puppets. So. Probably be disposable heroes. Why not? Nice choice. Wow, you fired those off fast. You're pretty sure what your top five are. I like it. Yeah, because you know there are a couple that you never move, and that would have been the first three I gave you, right? You know, Fixer Outlaw and Rome. Those are the yeah. the mainstays, huh? Yeah, yeah. I can't. You know, Fixer and Outlaw are about as rare as they come. Tell me, or tell us why wherever I may roam. Why wherever I may roam? 
because you know it's it doesn't matter how many times I might have listened to it live. It doesn't matter how many times I might have listened the studio version. When whenever the intro hits like doom and then they get that everything makes so much sense and you're waiting for the drums to kick in and then the song builds up and it's so strong and then ends on a high note and then oh god it's just an incredible song and of course the lyrics right it really represents what we do as metallica fans and you know we also travel with the band we are part of their fucking crew without getting paid and getting into a lot of debt but we are Right, so you know, I the, it's the road dog song. It explains or describes a lot of us. I think it's you know yeah, it's yeah. almost uncommon now when we do this segment when we get someone to pick as uh you know of a mainstream song like that. I think it's actually almost weird now, you know, because we're looking for all these you know rare songs that we you know we want people to pick or, you know, that people pick and then you pick a song like Rome. And I think both of Shane and I were like, Whoa, kind of caught us off guard a little bit. No. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's popular, but it doesn't get played at every show. Like fucking sad, but true for fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> or just sad man or nothing else matters. Right. It's, it's I am a- so glad we took sad, but true out of our set list for every show. <laughs> oh God. Just saying. I- I'll sign a petition up for that. Honestly, I'll sign up for that. <laughs> Camilla, I like it. That's that is quite the list. Fixer, Outlaw, from S and M, Rome, Halo yeah. on Fire, and Disposable Heroes. That about covers the covers the gamut. That's a great list. It's a decent list. Also, like I just want to add because you said S and M, Outlaw, S and M. I have to. I have to say that Olo was obviously the best of S&M. Don't give me, don't give me anything but that. And I would have gone home like crying because I cried my ass off. It was my first time listening to Olo. <laughs> it was like, oh God, the greatest awesome. moment ever. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I'll tell you also, what. That beat in the trailer, I'm sorry, that beat on the trailer that they put of Olo, it's just every time I get to that part of the trailer – my skin goes like fucking wild and I'm like, God, I want that and I want it now. All right, go on. That was it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All I was going to say is we may disagree on some Death Magnetic tracks. We may disagree on where we put the Black album in our list of favorite albums. But the one thing yeah. that it seems to be that we both agree on is that Outlaw has always been the best track from the SNM collection, whether it's one or two, uh, it's an amazing track and it's always been the best. Oh God. Amen to that. Cheers to that. Honestly. And on that Amen note, Allah. we all can cheers to that one. Foster's it's Australian for beer, mate. A big cheers, Camilla. And, yeah, uh, for all our listeners and yourself next week, we have a very special SNM two guest coming who, I think everyone's going to dig, and there'll be plenty of outlaw torrent chatter in that one. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yep, make sure that you have it marked down in your calendars because this is going to be a big one. That's cool, bro. Thank you for having me, eh? Thank you. Absolutely, Camilla. That is Camilla Guerrero. I can't roll the R's, but she's in Queensland, Australia, as we speak to her, originally from the beautiful country of Chile. 
She's been to Antarctica. She's been to Download. She's been to S&M too. Oh, and she's seen them 108 times. Um, good Lord, you've been on stage with Lars, Billy Joe Armstrong, Green Day. And I think we should get the clothing line together with our hashtags of next level, wanna, and no fucker around. <laughs> Let's make it happen, bro. I'm in. Camilla, it's been fun. Let's uh, keep in touch and uh, yeah, let's, uh, we'll talk soon. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. Thank you for having me, Have guys. Have a good one. Thanks for you being too, on guys. the show. We appreciate it. No worries. Big love. Bye. Take care, Don Under. We'll see you soon. See ya.
now it's all by myself. No one was looking. I was thinking of you. Oh yeah, did I mention? I was all by myself. All by myself. All by myself. All by myself. I went to your house. myself you would be have such wonderful times when I'm all by myself all by myself <laughs>